Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host, Kirsty, and today I am joined by the ever hilarious and gorgeous Erin Martin from the Pink Shade podcast. Hi, Erin. Hello, you're welcome. I'm so happy we get to talk all Bravo all the time this week. Honestly, I have never been more excited. This has been an epic week in the Bravoverse. It truly has. I mean, we are going to have to rein ourselves in and just get to what mm-hmm. we can because this could really be like a 10-hour discussion. But we will not Honestly. do that to our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so where should we begin? You just said Vanderpump Rules, I think is what we landed on. We'll start there yeah, and then we'll move yeah, we'll move into Housewives. So Vanderpump Rules, uh, oh my God, where do we begin, Kirsty? Honestly, I just watched this this morning because my Hey hey You wasn't working yesterday and I was like, ah, I was panicking because I knew I wanted to prepare for this. And then I watched it and I am losing my mind. I mean, I have pages of notes. Well, let's start with whatever your first note is, because I have My... just bullet points here about, like, doggy mm-hmm. baby showers, Tom Sandoval's fake fucking firing, which is so fake. It was ridiculous. Oh, my God. Tom, my I first mean, la la. Yeah, go ahead. Is how uncomfortably it made me when uh, Schwartz said, well, all excited and proud of himself. I'm gonna I'm gonna initiate sex tonight. Thank you. Oh, mm-hmm. I cringe. It I, was like nails on a just, chalkboard moment. Like, ugh, I don't want to hear that. It's like hearing a 14 year old boy trying talking about trying to lose his virginity. Like, it made me so uncomfortable. I know he's been with this woman for like what a decade now or near mm-hmm. a decade. They're married. You know, he's trying to throw these little romantic nights by putting junk food all over the bed. Honestly. That it's was just like, that beyond was rude. If my <laughs> if I knew that the entire country was calling me fat and, and then I come home to my husband like trying to seduce me with a pile of junk food, I would be mortified. I'm like, you are just like rubbing salt in the wound. <laughs> exactly. I mean I was like, what was is like, that about? Ass. Yeah. I thought it was horrible. Awful, awful. And by the way, neither of us, nor probably anyone, actually thinks Katie has any kind of weight problem. I mean, she is gorgeous. Of course not. She of is, course not. And, but the fact that she is going through this in the public mm. eye, and then he's like, here's some bugles, here's some Pringles. Want a starburst? <laughs> oh, that was just so, so painful. But, I mean, these people, these, these I mean, I was going to say these young kids, they're no. 45 a day. But... <laughs> They, they well, they're not having any sex. Where are any of these people's sex drive? I don't understand. I mean, Katie and Tom have always talked about this. I mean, do you think they are just besties who are friend zoned forever, and they're just going to be that married couple who essentially sleeps in twin beds? I legitimately think they hate each other. There is no love lost between them. I think they're used to used to each other used to having some bumbling idiot around and you can use that on either person but (laughs) I I really think I really think they just loathe each other and are probably not having sex because they're not attracted to each other anymore there doesn't seem to be any chemistry there there never has been any chemistry there like when you look at Tom one and Ariana now Tom one is all about you know being the girl in the relationship really with all of his products and his thing but you can tell they're into each other you know totally 
And look, they're not having much sex either, but it, you can tell that they there is deep love and compassion and understanding. And I love that Ariana kind of just lets Tom be this really wacky, metro kind of guy that he is and spend ridiculous amounts of money on, you know, hair products and, like, silly gags. And she's just – she'll roll her eyes in the corner, but she'll have a chuckle about it. Like, she loves and respects him still. Yeah. Even if she wouldn't Just do for it. who he Whereas is. Katie – Exactly, and she actually like she actually likes who he is. I mean, what a surprise! And that you like your partner. <laughs> Shocker! Like, I know, but that's not true for most of the other people at Vanderpump Rules. Honestly, <laughs> it's, oh my god, but this show. Well, and okay, we got to talk about. We'll get to Billy Lee because I'm sure we both have many mm. thoughts on this. And we talked about Billy Lee before a couple of times back when we collaborated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get there, can we talk about Lala and the evolution of Lala and like who this person is? What what is happening Honestly, with her? I I mean, I have so many feelings every time Lala comes on the screen. Like she just kind of gives me. It, it, I used to love her, and this is why I'm confused. Like where, when, and where did the transition happen? And it kind of leads back to the Randall of it all and the passing of her father. I think there's a deep connection there. And if you saw her last episode, that horrible T-shirt she was wearing that said Daddy's on the back and had pictures of uh, cartoon pictures of her dad's face and Randall's face on the front. That was really disturbing to me. That was so gross. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean. Is this, is I just, am I too old? Is this a brand of hashtag feminism that I'm okay. just not hip to? Like, I do not understand this. Like, you you whore yourself out for the private jet. You talk about your Gucci slides, all the shit you get. You can suck dick anywhere. I mean, is this supposed to be empowerment? Now, look, I I think that's what she's claiming. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that that was worded very carefully. Thank you. Do I agree that it is indeed hashtag feminism? Um, No, I think it's like, I think it's a fetish thing mostly between them. And I think they really both get off on either side of this kind of, you know, like he gets off on like saving this poor little broken bird and she gets off on having someone like cause of this anxiety that she, you know, seems to have. I think it is so nice for somebody to just tuck her in bed at night, give her a nice warm bottle. and (laughs) I mean, I mean, even (laughs) saying it out loud, it's just like, I'm like dry reaching. But I think that they both get something from that either way. I think so, too. And you're right. When you said it's a fetish kind of played out in real life, I th- yeah. I think that bingo, spot on. I mean, th- that's what he's getting out of it. That's what she's getting out of it. There could be real mm-hmm. love there, but it's based on this kind of role playing that yes. they're doing. Like, yes. I can't imagine her growing old and being sick and him still loving her the same way. Like, he no. loves having this version and she loves having this version of a guy who is just, like, adoring her and giving her anything she wants. And, yeah, being her exactly. da- being her daddy. I mean, it's really oh, disturbing, <laughs> Kirsty. I can't yeah, even I like, deal. Oh, my God. But, yeah, like, I think and, – and when – I can't remember who said it, but I think it was maybe Sandoval – said that, you know, because she she was having all this anxiety because and needing attention, needing everyone touching her and fawning over her to reduce her anxiety. And uh, he he related it back to the fact she wasn't around Randall's adoration. I 100%, as soon as he said that, I was like, that's so right. Like, 
she's all of a sudden removed from the situation where she gets all of the like babying and love and attention that she needs. And now she actually has to live around other adults and become one of them again and not retreat into her little shell. And she's like, fuck, I don't know how to do this anymore. Like it, and it, I, I can see that it scared the shit out of her. Also, 100%. Coming down off of like Molly or Coke or whatever the fuck they were on. Okay. Like, I mean, right. Okay. Allegedly, but yes. Allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly but, but yes. I mean, she was like in a stuck. whole state and she needed the hands laid on her. Like if she was in a Baptist yeah. church, like lay your hands on me. <laughs> Devil, get behind me. It was just bizarre. I mean, I'm a toucher yeah. and a hugger and like a reach for you when I laugh person, but that was next level. Like if people were putting their hands on me at that level when I was having a legitimate panic attack, I would go into full karate kicks. It's the last thing I've ever wanted when I'm having a panic attack. I is- agree. So you've had a panic attack too. I've legitimately yes. had one, like needed yeah. medication. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You don't and want I'm people not- touching you? That's why looking at this girl... I mean, I all I could see was somebody coming down from a bad trip, allegedly, oh, and, and and that kind of uh, panic because she does not control the situation and isn't being the center of attention. Even Stassi at the table was like, this bitch is, you know, like she's overreacting because Stassi knows that it's all of these external factors that are controlling Lala's mood right now. And I mean, she's almost, she's 30 years old. <laughs> I know, I know. It's hard to watch. It's hard to have compassion. Speaking of overdoing it, though, and it being extra in the drama department, we did get a peek of Stassi. Like, why do I say Stassi? Stassi. My my beloved Stassi. We got a peek of her, like, old ways coming out when Mm. she was interrogating Bo. Also, P.S., I never want to see Bo in bed with his weird tattoos again crying and them actually having like this couple's argument and heart to heart and reciting these hallmark lines i actually turned on Bo a little bit this week because Did i was like you? yes i don't i you know what i don't want to see that it's like oh no, it creeps me out on Bo, when he came in in that blow up <laughs> what is it dinosaur costume yes actually you're right i was like girl sit down what you I, doing? I know he really loves the cameras and it that kind of scares lot. me that scares me for her because I really do like them together I think she appears to be more comfortable in her own skin than she mm. ever has and so I love that and I love the things that he said about her the meeting with his mom and how he recorded it there's been a lot of really sweet genuine moments and we're all like yay Stassi and Bo but it's getting a little bit creepy I actually thought him recording them when he was out of the room was kind of really strange. <laughs> like, I, I kind of, like, like, I mean, I don't think he's a controlling guy, but it, it, it reminded me of um, Leanne Larkin from Dallas, like, cloning the phone. <laughs> right. This is just so weird. Who would do that? I know. You know. Ask your partner what you talked about with your mom. Like, it was just really weird. But, uh, look, I don't really like him as such I think he's fine but I do agree with you I like them together and I like that she seems a better version of herself than you know we've seen in the past yeah I think they're probably going to be in it for the long haul now whether 
they get married, have children, get the white picket fence, you know, do all of that. I don't know, but she certainly isn't being abused by her boyfriends like in the past. Yeah, you know, exactly. like emotionally abused at all times. She is in fact probably the main abuser in this relationship. Well, yeah. And I love her. I love her. I say that with love, but she's got issues. Totally. Yeah. 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 I think there's a lot of like the way that it's kind of coming out to me is and as they've said it, you know, the childhood abandonment issues, they just make mm-hmm. her kind of especially she's been drinking, she just kind of uh, – that she can't handle that at all. She can't handle being left. And then she, like, goes on the attack. You know, and that's, you know – look, I've, I've done it myself. You know, I steer clear of relationships because of that. Like, it's it's never going to make someone want to stay if you're, like, claw, like claws in, don't leave me! Right, right. You're not going to want to stick around, but it's the panic that makes you act that way and I can so see that in her and I just like when she was saying she was scared that you know when he was saying I can't handle this and she's like well that scares me when you say that I'm like yep you just gotta ride the wave you just gotta take a sip of um Denise Richards glass and and chill out a little bit (laughs) oh totally I mean that woman is giving me life on Beverly Hills we'll get we'll get to that next but I am loving her I mean she got fucked over by Charlie Sheen Every way, you know, which way to Sunday. So she, it's like she gives, she truly gives zero fucks at this point because she has been through the worst of mm-hmm. what you can go through publicly. I love her. Anyway, okay, exactly. we'll, we'll stick to Vanderpump Rules for now though. Okay, so moving on to, speaking of drinking, um, everyone here is going through issues. Brittany is going through issues. Lala didn't drink, now she's drinking again. Stassi doesn't like Bo's drinking or, she, you know, she's always fighting when she gets drunk too. It's like they're just, they all need to really get a little healthier in my opinion. James, yeah. James is trying to, but he doesn't seem to be uh, really like in a good headspace for where he's going in life. He just really wants to get his quote friends back, which is code for, I need this cast to talk to me because I need to stay on this show 100 percent. like if this was real life they would have walked away but both him and Raquel would have like they don't really like these people and these people really don't like them but I mean they like they need to be on the show (laughs) they need to be on the show exactly this is all about the show this is really the most forced we've seen in a long time I mean Kirsten, uh, uh, Kristen Doty, Kirsten, Jesus, I'm calling her your name. Oh my God. I'm so, apologies, apologies. Oh Lord. So Kristen, I mean, she has got been fired. She's been ousted and everything, but she sort of stayed in the mix because she truly mm. is friends. And then also frenemies with some of the people legitimately. James is not. So he's in a very precarious position. And then Raquel, Oh my God. God. It is painful to watch her try to speak English. I'm sorry. Honestly, like a little, like you just look at those little doe eyes. I have to tell you this morning I walked the dog and I'm in the Midlands of London and it is gorgeous. And I'm surrounded by paddocks in one of the paddocks. There are horses. And this morning I saw this little horse, this little fawn taking its first steps. That is how I feel every time I look at Raquel like it is just a dear like just like not really knowing where it's going or what it's doing but it's definitely trying and it makes you so on edge and so worried for this person but I'm like I still 
want you to succeed. <laughs> just like, You're oh. rooting for her. I don't even know that I can I find it within my, my black heart to root for her. I mean, I just look at her and think, girl, go get you an education for real. I mean, the <laughs> fact that she says she graduated from college, I'm like, what college is that? Like, I cannot oh, believe. Look, yeah. She she really has no idea what's going on. She barely blinks. You know, she <laughs> she doesn't. I she crosses streets by herself successfully, and that's like a win, I think, for her. I mean, for now, she's still a young woman. <laughs> that's true. That might not last too long. I feel like she needs an adult no, companion. I, look, I really, really have never been on the side of Raquel. I've I've called her such things as a cardboard cutout version of a person and I stand by that but <laughs> but, but, but I really <laughs> just felt for her this episode I just felt like oh, it's, it just you know it's like takes you back to primary school and you're just like oh didn't get picked for the softball team no one wants to come to my party I was <sighs> like oh those kinds of things just tug at my heartstrings and now I'm just like all right, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of team Raquel. <laughs> oh, my God. Even even with the doggy baby shower flyers that were the saddest motherfucking thing I have ever seen. I mean, I thought that was a wow. joke. I've seen them on Instagram, and I thought, oh, someone's done a mock-up, like, hearing about it. They've done a mock-up to take the piss. I didn't realize that was actually what they looked like. And that made me sad. <laughs> she's so sad. She's like, she gets oh back in the car God. and she's like, everyone said no because of oh. you, James. And he's like, what? What? <laughs> I don't want to. Did you tell him there's going to be balloons? And I'm like, oh, no, what? Balloons, the party game. <laughs> <laughs> I got to pull it together right now because that oh moment, I actually was like, I'm straight up laughing at both of you, and I feel evil, but this is freaking hilarious. Like, you guys are morons. Who's Charles Manson? (laughs) Stassi's like, you sound like one of the women who wanted to marry Charles Manson. She goes, I don't know who that is. And Stassi's like, like, you're going to get murdered. Sorry, go on. No, I just, Raquel looks like she's a future murder victim. Totally, totally. She looks, she actually acts as though she's been kept in a bunker for 15 years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. She's perfect for James though. No, but it's true. You know, hey, you're still rooting for that little doe, but but James, okay, James has been someone (laughs) I've been rooting for, but he is just a hot freaking mess. I mean, he is such a hot mess. He has not accepted that he needs to change. He's just like, look, I changed for three days, you guys. Like, come on. I mean, he, James, he just really is so desperate to be on the show. He's as desperate to stay on the show as Stassi is for Bo to not leave her. And that's why everyone is repellent. You're like, they're just, he's like, he's his own repellent, rather. Like, this aura he gives off of like, why aren't you inviting me? And Billy Lee is kind of following suit. She is making a huge mistake by, by, by doing that whole why aren't you including me? No, 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 no. It's like nobody is going to actually warm to you if you act like that. Like, look at look at James and look at what's happened to him. You can't scream at people and then get mad at them for not inviting you. That's not how for life me, works. Like, I honestly, I mean, I, I thought that people learned this, you know, quite young. And look, <laughs> I thought I was late to the game because I definitely, 
you know, I'm a clingy friend. And <laughs> I've seen that this happens. You know, you cling too hard and people kind of like, all right, take a step back. But after a certain amount of times of this happening, you do theoretically learn that, you know, all right, well, it's me. I'm the problem. I'm the Sheena being like, love me, love me, love me, love me. Um, like, and then you make them uncomfortable and they don't write back. And then they just come over later and fuck you. That was so uncomfortable. Yeah. You mean, send them pictures with a saying, knife on your leg and your oh ass gosh. sticking out. You're like, he didn't even like it. He didn't even like it. But then he picks me up right away. I'm like, oh I'm my really God. angry at Adam. I'm like, he is every guy on Tinder and I just, I am so angry at him. Yeah. And he's doing and it right he on camera. Oh, she's a nice girl. I mean, right. My ex once said my best friend was talking to my ex and he, I'd been seeing him probably on and off for a year. And he goes, she's like, you know, what are you doing? Shit, I'll get off the pot basically. Cause he was fucking me around. And he's like, well, she's a wonderful girl. And my friend comes back to me and she's like, Kirsty, you need to finish this because he called you wonderful. <laughs> she's like, look, I love you. You're a lot of things, but you are not a wonderful girl. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, thank you for speaking the truth, bestie. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, he could have said any like horrible thing in the book and I wouldn't have listened. I would have kept crawling back. But that, that I was just like, oh, yeah, he doesn't know me. And that's Adam and Sheena. I'm like, he doesn't know her and he doesn't care to know her. He doesn't need to reply to her text messages. He doesn't want to get to know her personality and have a back and forth banter. He just wants to come over as soon as she lands and have sex with her and go home. Exactly. And she seems to accept that at this point, but pretend like, oh, I don't want that either. I just want something shallow. It's so sad. Sheena is just a sad sad. little case. I mean, you're right. She needs to go to one of those love addiction groups and really work on like like, Love Addicts Anonymous. <laughs> and she needs to go to inpatient, I think. Like, away from she other does, people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's She needs, really like, sad. the long haul, like, eight-month stay. <laughs> I t- oh, Where I you stay know. through multiple holidays and, like, Just celebrate women. them with your... Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Well, let's touch on this before we get to Beverly Hills, because we do have to kind of speed through. We have yes. so much stuff to talk about. But Tom <laughs> Sandoval got, quote, fired from... Sir, this week. Mm. What did you think of how that all went down, that whole scene? Look, I actually thought when he turned up to Sir, I was like, what the hell is he doing there? I mean, like Lisa said, he has a restaurant with his name on the sign. And yet he's just like squeezing limes for the cocktails in the back of Sir. I'm like, what is happening? So I actually... Yes, it was it was staged and everything. Totally. But I actually thought it was kind of sweet. That I thought it was like a, a, a. I didn't think it was meant to be. We were meant to take it as real. I thought it was kind of meant to be a like a, a moment where she's like, "You're free. Go to your nest egg or whatever." I don't fly, know. fly, be? little bird. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. how I took it. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, they did it for a reason. They had to have him make the break and for Lisa to let him go. And it was just so, it was so over the top. I, what I did like about it, I loved the flashbacks of Tom through the ages. Me too. Of the sad little ponytail, of him fighting <laughs> with Kristen and crying. I mean, I was like, oh, Tom, like, I love him. I do. I've, I love yeah, him. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. I love that too. I, I mean, if I didn't have such a cold 
black heart, I would have shed a tear. I was like, oh, emotions. <laughs> emotions. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's talk about emotions on Beverly Hills. So Real Housewives oh, okay. of Beverly Hills, uh, we are deep into Puppygate. There are people who are just so sick of it. They don't even want to hear one more word about it. If that's the case, then go ahead and skip the next uh, 15 minutes maybe of the podcast. But we have to discuss this because... <laughs> We know this is not about a dog. It is about something so much bigger. And the way that this has gotten turned and manipulated and the the way the whole season's playing out is really the end of Lisa Vanderpump on this series. Now, what the truth is behind all of these allegations is still a mystery. People are fighting like crazy about this on social media. It's, you know, all the women are giving interviews except for Lisa Vanderpump claiming that you know, this is the truth, but Lisa Vanderpump is still standing by her declaration that I did not plant stories in the media. I, you know, she swore on her children in front of Kyle. Kyle and LVP are still not talking. I will stop rambling, but that's the backstory. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it. What the hell do you think is actually happening? Okay. So I was the whole way along, and I'm still not sure this isn't the case. I'm pretty, I'm leaning towards one of the Johns, if not both, um, maybe planting a story. I think possibly the camp was involved, maybe even without LVP's knowledge. Now, in saying that, I had um, Anthony Lario from Tony's Tea Corner on my show last week, and he had insight from um, Radar Online, I think it was, that like confirmation that she had not submitted the story right story. right that's been so out there for sure yeah that she didn't but i yeah, don't I'm know that i i don't know that i would accept that as like you know from that that guy's lips to god's ears though because not not anthony the actual <laughs> the actual head of radar online who oh, made the really? statement because that's like her bestie you know and so of, I, maybe oh, and oh. maybe she didn't give him the story herself but also I mean, Radar Online, really? Like, they're going to they're going to make a statement that we believe. They, like, pay for stories. They make shit up constantly. They're, like, the most untrustworthy site. So I'm not saying that that statement but isn't true, ones, but I don't believe it. They released it. They did release it. They do release a lot of true stories as well, but they release a lot of sketchy right. things. They're just, like, a super, you know, they're, like, a completely scandalous website, which is why we like them. You know, like, I'm a fan. Well, that, exactly. And that's the, that's the thing. I mean... We, there's no way of knowing who to believe or who to trust. I know. I, I don't really care what the answer is, but, but I still support LVP. Even if she did it, like, I, I actually don't, like, I'm not fussed. I am 100% LVP supporter. So do you think that her doing this this year is uh, <clears throat> is warranted because of what Dorit did? Hmm. I mean, her, um, her planting think, a story, if she did, her having the whole setup at Vanderpump Dogs, if she did. Again, we don't know the truth, but do you think that is all warranted because Dorit did make such a faux pas and did not call her to tell her about the dog? I That is a huge part of it. And it's more that, um, where, whereas everyone else seems to think the Lisa side of it, like the girls I mean on the show, seem to think that the Lisa side of it seems to be the bigger story. I actually think the Dorit side of it is the bigger story. And I so for me, I'm like, look, it's not great to plant a story. And, you know, it does seem like she's probably done that in the past. But I – and, yeah, it's dodgy. But I care more about what the actual 
allegation is and whether or not that's true. And we know enough about the Dorit side of it to know that, um, yes, she did give this dog away and, you know, there were layers of it that were she didn't pay for it to go back to um, Vanderpump Dogs and all this stuff. And uh, the other side of that is Dorit's kind of getting away with it in front of these girls and people are feeling sorry for her. She's allowed to sit there and cry when she's the one in the wrong, in my opinion. Lisa's just lost a brother, like, and they're attacking Lisa and not, like, Dorit is getting away scot-free. It's, and I also think another layer to it is that it all of this and this whole PK's diabetes bullshit, all of this is just a cover for the real story that Dorit doesn't want to talk about. So I guess that's why I'm kind of team LVP because I'm just so annoyed at Dorit and PK. <laughs> I I agree with you on all of those points. I'm not t- I'm not team either of them right now because I can see both sides. I can see all yeah. of the women's history with LVP playing into this and how this isn't just yeah, about what she's this isn't just about what she's doing to Dorit if she even is. This is about a pattern that they feel like this has been done to me or this could be done to me and I don't like they're threatened by the fact that LVP continues to play a certain way and gets away with it. And so they're doing like this enough, you know, no more getting away with it thing. I don't know if they're right or wrong on this one, though. It's like they might be this is the hill they're choosing to die on. And it might mm. not be the right one because Dorit, I, is, I agree with Dorit is a piece of shit. She's a piece of shit. Yeah. She is explaining <laughs> diabetes wrong. I mean, for that's. She's so stupid. I mean, she is like, oh, he's going to change his type two to type one if he's not care. I'm like, that can't happen. Like you're, I mean, really, you're too dumb to talk. Like stop talking about medical, like anything. She shouldn't even be talking about bathing suits, let alone actual medical diagnoses. And PK's grooming habits and his eating habits and everything else that was discussed this week, I mean, are horrifying, number one. (laughs) But also, you're right, are taking away from the fact that he, that they are being sued by multiple people. His wages are being garnished. His wages from what? I mean, being Boy George's manager. Exactly, 40 years ago. Uh-huh, yeah, right. That's like, I can't even deal with what his actual job is. I, I mean, they're I so shady, and they're they're acting like, oh, yes, these are just, you know, we, we, don't, we don't talk about that. We talk about payables. Remember the payables oh conversation? I was like, oh shut the gosh. hell up, lady. I so- literally laughed out loud when she said that. And then she's staring at her phone, acting all shot. I mean, and girl. And that seems so staged. And at her in that pink Barbie interview look <laughs> while she's trying to tell us, like you say, about medical issues. I'm like, come on. <laughs> She's one of those people who needs enough to take her serious. No, I mean, Kirsty, seriously, I'm not a violent person, but she's one of those people who needs a full cartoon (laughs) backhand and fronthand slap. Like, boom, boom. (laughs) Like a piano falls from the sky and lands on her head. (laughs) Yes, like South Park style. Yes. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. She's just infuriating. And that's why. This whole situation is so infuriating because when people are rallying around Dorit, you're like, oh my God, this is the person mm. you're going to rally around? Okay, well, fine. Exactly. But, but it's a bigger happy. issue. It's a bigger issue. Yeah. And we both yeah, understand it's that. It's a bigger issue. Yeah. 100%. And, and I think you're right that, you know, the girls obviously had a plan to um, next time LVP does some kind of crazy manipulation and tries to bring someone down. We're going to, you know, stand up to it and not let it happen before the season started. And it just so happened to be this story. 
But right. if it had been, you know, the magazines with Brandy, like that was, you know, the probably the biggest one that I was like, oh, maybe she did do that. You know, maybe like that was the biggest kind of manipulation that's come out that I really felt like, okay, she can't, she has to just come out and say she did this. Like it's too clear, but she still didn't. And so I'm like, well, they've let too many really good ones go. And now they're like a dog with a bone. They will not let this one die. Yes. They've let the bigger ones go. And so this is mm -hmm. the one they're going to latch onto. It's like, it's almost like when you're trying to get the mob boss on a really small crime because that's the one you can make stick, right? Hundred percent. You're like, we're gonna get Gotti on mail fraud, even though he's murdered like four trillion people, because that's the one we can get him on. And that's yeah. what they're doing to LVP. They're like, okay, are the crimes of her past we could never make stick. So we're gonna get her on fucking Lucy Lucy apple juice. Apple juice. <laughs> And this is going to be the one. And it's just this is it's, the money maker. It's absurd. It really is absurd. Yeah. The one that always has kind of stuck in my mind is the fact that Brandy alleges, Brandy Glanville alleges that Lisa Vanderpump was the one who told her about Adrian Maloof using a surrogate for her two children and to right. and told her to say that on camera and it ended up getting it ended up making Adrian leave the show in a huff, not coming to the reunion. Adrian and Paul sued Brandy at the time. And Brandy never, ever outed LVP for being behind that until way later, until she got burned several other times. Everyone just mm. thought Brandy was a piece of shit, you know, for doing that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that was huge and damaging to someone who LVP considered a friend, at least on TV. I mean, that that's always stuck with me. I'm like, that is sinister. Yeah, that's true. I just think the way she lies is just so good. And then and and the fact that um Ken just backs her 110% no matter what. Like it's it's so convincing even though you can like that story you just played out. I'd totally forgotten all of the loophole like you know the the bits and pieces. When you say it like that I'm like, "Oh yeah, 100%. She fucking did that." Right. That's so dodgy. Right. But when you see like uh, Brandy crying and the relationship with Ken and like everyone's crying and everyone's feeling this and everyone's in pain and like it's this huge thing and Lisa's lying dead to your face you just like it, it puts doubt in your head don't you think that Kyle Richards knows where all the bodies are buried though I I don't know if she knows where but I know that she knows that she knows about it, hundred percent. I think she has yeah. to know more than everybody else combined. I mean, Lisa Rinna can speculate, and you know, Lisa Rinna has just been waiting for this day because LVP allegedly told her to accuse Yolanda of not having Lyme disease on Lyme disease on camera, mm. and then dodged it afterwards, saying, "I never said anything like that." And Lisa Rinna was like, "You told me by the car what?" Because everyone was hating mm. Rinna for doing that, just like everyone hated Brandy, and it's like LVP is behind these chess moves and that's why everyone's I mean, so pissed now but Lisa Rinna I don't think really has evidence of of all of the things that LVP has done through the ages where I think Kyle does and that's why LVP is so mad maybe about this one because she's like if she didn't do this she's like Kyle you know more than anyone and Kyle is just she's also using mm. this to late to, to she's also dying on this hill for everything yeah, else, you know, yeah. but this, She's this one might not be true. I just, I mean, here's how I feel about it. 
and I guess this is why I'm Team Lisa. It's that, yes, she is playing the master manipulator, and manipulation isn't cool. But <laughs> she is, but she's not making anybody do these things. She's not, like, pointing a gun to Lisa Rinna's head and saying, oh, bring up the Munchausen. Or, you know, like, she's not making anyone's mouth move as a puppet master. Like, we saw it with Teddy this season. She, she, yes, she befriends the girls that she, the new girls that she sees, you know, will want to be tucked under a wing, like the Brandies and the Teddies of the world. And she will whisper in their ear and, yes, manipulate them probably over weeks and months. But she's not, at the end of the day, the one pushing them forward and making Teddy, you know, reveal, oh, this is the dog, you know? Like I, I, mean, agree, I agree with that. You can't just play victim the whole time and be like, Lisa, exactly. Lisa made me do it. It's like, you're a grown-ass woman, you know? Like, you're not in third grade. It's not, it's not like they're being groomed. Like, <laughs> you're, you're a 40-year-old woman. <laughs> I'm going to say, have- Kirsten made me say that on the podcast. I didn't want to. She was manipulating me into saying that I'm rooting for Raquel. Exactly. Who says this shit? She compared it to a newborn a horse, and I just felt like... She knows I love horses. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though. You know what's really funny? I'm going to tell you a little personal story that just happened today that is totally reminding me of what we're talking about. My daughter mm. started a new school this past year. She literally is in third grade, so let's actually mm-hmm. talk about third graders for a moment and compare <laughs> them to the Real Housewives who are in their 40s and 50s. Amazing. So, uh, so Skylar, my daughter, she started a new third grade class at a new school in November of this year. So it was mid-year. That's always tough. I, it was the first time she's ever switched schools. It was for many different reasons. She went from public to private. But basically, if you want to hear more about that, guys, go to patreon.com slash pinkshade. I tell you the whole story there. It was dramatic. Anyway, so... When you go to a new school, in my experience, because I went to 11 different schools from kindergarten to 12th grade, long story, um, I was always the new kid, and it was a lot of times mid-year. What I found, and what I talked to Skylar about, is that the first people who really kind of like cling on to you aren't necessarily the ones who you're going to be best friends with. Maybe they are, but sometimes there's something different going on. You know, in my experience, it was sometimes the kids who really... uh, I won't say have problems, but weren't necessarily uh, attached in a good way to their community. And so they wanted to kind of like take the new kid for themselves. I found that to be true over and over again. And that happened to her when she got to school. And she just talked to me about it this morning because we talked about her birthday's coming up. And but just to do you like rougher kids or rougher or just kids who maybe like, uh, they need something from you. Like they want right, you okay. to be yeah. theirs, you know, like yeah, I'm yeah. going to show you the school da, 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 da. and it's maybe like they are, yeah, they're, they're not like in a comfortable place with a friend group yet on their own. And sometimes, right. sometimes that could work out beautifully because that person is looking for a friend and so are you and it's perfect, but sometimes it can be for a reason, you know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that kid maybe had some falling outs with other kids or there's some kind of disturbances yeah, yeah. going on. And I don't want to paint with a broad brush because like I said, sometimes it could work out beautifully that you're new and this person is looking for a soulmate and you guys hook up and sure. it's great. You know, you never know, but I just, I had a lot of experience being new and I just found that the ones who like rush to you and take you under their wing right away, there can sometimes be um, 
something not great under that. And that's what Lisa reminds me of sometimes with the new people like Denise Teddy, yes. Brandy, uh, she, it's like she takes them and right away she warms to them. And, and, and I really noticed it like the, I, I used to think it was a kindness until she started calling Teddy, Teddy bear. Yes. Kind yes. Of then I was like, oh no, this is a tactic. Right. And it's kind of that same thing when you're the new kid in school and the, and the person who's comes for you right away wants you for something sometimes. I'll just put it that way. And my daughter actually mentioned that today. She goes, you know, when, because she's had some, you know, back and forth issues with this little girl. Her birthday's coming up though. And I said, you you invite everyone from your class. Like that's how we roll. You do not pick people. You invite everyone or no one. Like that's, I'm, I'm a teacher till I die in that way. Like Mm -hmm. everyone's included or no one's coming. Like it's just, it's just how life is going to be for her. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, even the people you don't get along with, I don't care. You invite them. Like, and so she did. And she does. And she said today she was talking about it before school. And she's like, I think, you know, there's another new girl. And I think she's doing to her what she did to me. Like she wants to really try to be friends with her, but then she might be mean to her. Like she was to me. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that can, that can happen. And it, and I thought to myself when we were just talking, that's what housewives do. Oh my God. And you- so how old are, are your three-year-olds? Uh, they're um, in third grade. So, so Skylar's in third grade and her little friends are in third grade. That means they're eight. She's going to be nine. As opposed okay. so to... a little different. 50. To, yeah. 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 But Women that are pushing 60. Isn't that really <laughs> seriously the pattern? Though? It's very elementary wow. school. It's not even high school. I was a high school teacher and this is elementary school that we're not witnessing. Exactly. Yes. And this whole, like... Like Dorit's crocodile tears that I really, you can feel she believes them. She believes she deserves this sympathy. Like she's totally forgotten Ugh. that she actually did something wrong. All of this is, is yeah, the, probably more likened to an eight-year-old. Totally. <laughs> Your daughter my... sounds more mature. You know what? She actually different. she actually is. Yeah. She She's always like, do you have to watch one of your crazy lady shows tonight? I'm like, yes, <laughs> I do, honey. Yes, I do. <laughs> Do you let her watch them? She only likes to watch New York because she has taste. Oh, well, what a good girl. <laughs> she's always like, I've, she's like, that one's kind of interesting. They're funny. I'm like, yeah, it's totally inappropriate. And I'm a bad mom for letting you watch it sometimes. But it is funny. And anyway, oh I think Beverly Hills is too boring for her. But I wonder if Beverly Hills is going to get funnier and looser now that LVP, for good or for bad, has sort of separated herself from the group. I wonder if the vibe is going to change. What do you think? Well, we saw a little bit of that come out when uh, with mm-hmm. the Camille flashbacks and her laughing about LVP's veneers and all this stuff. And that was like, so was just, awful. Oh. oh, my God. And she was like, oh, it's important to me because I am I was a dentalist. This didn't like slurring. <laughs> Talk, like, but it, at first I was like laughing along with her and then she just kind of didn't let it die. I know. And I was like, and she was going into detail and I was like, oh no, now I'm uncomfortable. You don't make fun of girl. a woman's looks. No, I was actually horrified at her. I'm like, Camille, you are better than this lady. I did not yeah. like that. But she, but she definitely was acting very different than all of them were acting quite different. I mean, and poor Denise went over there to offer a gift and that was the most <gasps> awkward exchange oh ever, but at least she did it. And she, she seems to me the type that is not going to be used as a go between though, or a pawn. She's just going to, she's just going to make nice and she's probably going to stay out of it. I agree with that. Yeah. And, and 
usually those kinds of characters, I guess, <laughs> bother me. But I, I mean, Denise is just, you can't not be obsessed with her. She is my girl crush for the year. Me too. I love her. And I don't, it doesn't matter to me if she brings drama or she's involved in the storylines or whatever. I love her vibe on TV. She's a breath of fresh air. I, I want her to stay. I want her to stay through future seasons. However, I also want her to be protected, and I don't want her life to be ruined by this show. So, mm-hmm. I don't, like, or she's her, been through girls. enough. She's been through enough. Yeah. Yeah. Or her yeah. girls. I mean, yeah, I think, um, I think, I mean, she's a, she's just a beautiful contribution to the show, and her, her girls are just so lovely that I think, yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't want them to get sucked into the rabbit hole of Beverly Hills housewives. Mm-mm. No. But, but, you know, for the time being, I'm loving her. Yeah. Just, yeah, she's beautiful. She's, I want to wear my sweatpants when she's wearing hers. I want to eat from the kids' menu just like her. <laughs> I mean, she is my girl. Well, Kirsty, we are going to talk about Real Housewives of New York and really go deep on the Luann. I hear your doggy barking. Oh, you can hear the yeah. outside. That's okay. That's okay. Hey, there. you know what? Chewy's laying at my feet, but usually he's a hot fucking mess. So it's... Your dog, that photo you posted, <laughs> oh my gosh. He's nuts. It's like a little button. Oh, he's a teddy bear. Him. He's a teddy bear. So cute. Oh my gosh. He's so goofy. He just so does cute. not care. But anyway, we're going to talk about Luann in depth on the Patreon, the, the Pink Shade Patreon. So you go to patreon.com slash pink shade. That's where all of our bonus, my bonus episodes are. And we're going to also just talk about other New York goings on over there this week. But we, you and I, when we hook up next time, we'll cover New York for sure on the regular, uh, yeah. on your podcast and mine. I would, I really want to see as we get going through the season, kind of how this plays out. Now the Berkshires I always love. I love no no matter what is happening in the Berkshires. I just love when the cameras take us there. It's Me like too. we're home the again. We're home again. And Halloween, Halloween at the Berkshires. Love this it. This is wild. It's great. But tell people for my podcast where they can find yours and where they can follow you on social media. Okay. So I'm the Instagram's the best way to both get in contact with me through DMs or just, you know, follow the when the new episodes are coming out, photos, etc., And that's just at reality TV and me. That's the handle. Um, I also have a Facebook, which is mostly for music, but I do again post the updates of when new episodes come out. And that's facebook.com slash Kirsty More Music. That's Kirsty with a Y and more with a double O because that's my name. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. And um, what else? I'm a writer. I write a blog um, called Gutter Glitter. And, yeah, you can just check out my music from kirstenmoore.com.au. But to get in touch with all the podcast stuff, best way to do it is the Instagram at realitytv and me. So, Erin, tell us where can my listeners find you? Your beautiful listeners can find me on any podcast platform, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, you know, all that good stuff. At Pink Shade with Aaron Martin, that I do reality TV, sometimes a little cult talk, sometimes a little true crime. And of course, you know, we have a few episodes together on there, which are great. And I will be talking to you in the future, I think, at least once a month to recap these shows too. So you mm-hmm. guys can hook up with both of us. Um, you can find my Facebook group page, Pink Shade with Aaron Martin, if you just search in groups on Facebook. And you can get a hold of me on Instagram or Twitter at Aaron Leah Martin. I also 
have another podcast called Cult Talk with Aaron Martin, and that one is all about cults. It's about the cult I was born into. It's interviewing the survivors of the Kobu cult, which is what my parents were a part of. I left when I was very young. I start with interviews of my mom and then move into other Kobu survivors, and I will be coming out with a season two later this year on another cult to be determined. But I have an obsession with cults, and I do have that other podcast. And then you can listen to me on the Jenny McCarthy Show if you have Sirius XM. She's on Channel 109, and I'm usually on there Fridays talking Real Housewives with Jenny. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Your pleasure. My pleasure, too. My pleasure. (laughs) 